0: We are late. We
1: are never late, and that's why we didn't play the intro. Damn! I see. I'm confused. I'm all thrown off because I needed the intro. Yeah. Like I just I needed it's the intro. A,
0: it's like a. It's our routine. It's our yeah. Routine. It's it's our
1: routine, and it's time for me to like get rid. Re- oh wait, wait. Is is he coming? Let's see. Does your internet work?
0: Hello. Hello. <laughs>
2: Nah, i'm just fooling
0: uh, <laughs> so did you turn it back out do you turn it off and turn it back on again
2: no way dude i my problem was so far beyond that like that was way way that was like 1980s problems this well, was so, uh,
1: let, let me let me set this up right because i experienced this from another angle
0: oh yeah I'm, that's right chris I don't, I, don't I don't want to say okay. guys everyone listen Bill and Chris were meeting before the show. I was talking to my dad uh, about some work stuff, so I was not in there, and Bill could not hear Chris. The internet was glitching in and out, and they couldn't hear each other. So go ahead.
1: Take it away. So, so Bill is over here, and he's like talking to me, but then it's like every other word, and he's telling me, dude, you're freezing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's not my internet. My internet's good. So we're kind of having a half-assed conversation where Bill can hear like every other word. And then just out of nowhere... I see Bill pick up his phone, and then it starts ringing, and then some little lady answers the phone. she sounded like an older lady, little sweet old lady, sweet right? old southern lady. What's up,
2: honey, darling? She's from
1: Georgia or something like that, yeah. right? She, you know, and she's got a, a southern twang in her accent and whatever. And so Bill's trying to explain, you know, my internet's not working. And of course, the first thing she asks is, "Well." And she asked it really politely because Bill wasn't talking to Sanjay from India. He was talking to Marianne from Georgia, right? I don't
0: know if there's there's anything wrong with Sanjay.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with him. But, you know, the, the language barrier is a little bit different there sometimes, right, when you're trying to get your internet fixed. And so she asked Bill politely, when was the last time you reset your router? And then Bill goes, well, like 10 to 15 times in the last, like, two weeks or something like that, and it hasn't made a difference, you know? So Bill's already starting this off, like, you know, a little confrontational, whatever. And it's pretty funny. I'm on my game. Yes. So, but Bill, the thing is about Bill is his humor, the way he says shit, he says it, and then he doesn't even react. Like, he just, he drops these one-liners that just blow your mind, right? So imagine you're a little old Marianne on the other end of the line. And she says, like, well, let me pull up your network. And she's like, oh, I can see that your computer is not getting a very good internet speed. And Bill's like, Wait, wait! You can see my computer. She's like, "Oh yeah, I can see your whole network." And then Bill goes, "Can you see my browsing history?" <laughs> right? But he does it. He does it fucking. Can you see my browsing history? Right? And then she's like, "No, no, I can't see your browsing history." And I'm over here dying, right? Because I can hear this. <laughs> Fuck. So this goes back and forth, John back and forth, gone. back and forth. And then Bill later on, there's—I'm sure there was some other funny shit that he said. But then later she goes, "Okay," she goes, "I'm going to reset your network." Is that going to cause any problems? And Bill's like, what I, What do you mean? She's like, well, I'm going to reset your network. Are you connected to the internet for any priority computers, any important stuff? And he goes, well, hold on. Let me close my OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 this fucking oh lady. This God. poor lady. Oh, my gosh, dude.
2: Yeah. I was just giving it to her at the end of the conversation. <laughs> she was super helpful, though. But like, it's still kind of laggy. I don't know. Like You guys kind of lag on my end. Hopefully, it's not that terrible
1: it's not that bad right now on the other end
2: did joe did joe disappear for you guys too or is it just me Yeah,
1: it's it's not just you
2: so what
0: was the what was the problem how did you fix it
2: well essentially the problem boils down to that my computer is too far away from the router but what i found out the reason why it used to work just fine and now it isn't is because i have like two networks apparently and my computer was only logging into the one network which is like I don't know how she explained it, but like one is like,
1: four. yeah, you had a 2.4 and a 5G and
2: like, yeah. And so I was like, we went through each one. And finally I found one that's um, I had this one, the network, the network that I landed on had like 80 megabytes per second download, like 60 uploads. I'm like, fuck it. I'm sticking with that one. And um, in the meantime, she's like, you know, you can just get an extender. You don't have to hardwire. To the the router you know if it's a, a logistical impossibility i'm like yeah i mean what's an extender is that like those those blue pills or something like <laughs> what is this thing that you're talking about you know, rhino thunder 3000 or what is this gas station
1: <laughs> oh, poor lady this poor lady <laughs> and uh i was
2: like do you guys sell those can i buy one right now and she's like we, i this is tech support we we don't sell stuff i'm like oh it's like well you should Ugh, you know, yeah, sell a whole bunch of
1: shit. So I have mine. What I did was I did a hard run, a uh, home run connection into my office. My router is actually in my office, so my computer is hardwired, and then the rest of the house is on Wi-Fi. So that way I can get my internet, my upload, and everything.
2: Dude, I'm so. gonna get, I'm gonna get like five extenders, put one in each. I don't know if they plug into the wall, whatever they do. I'm just gonna get radiated with Wi-Fi in my office here. Like it's gonna hey, be. You
0: know what I use? It's gonna
2: tingle.
1: Well. Uh, Google makes their mesh network. That's actually what I have, Adam.
2: Yeah. Hey, what's up, Big Clive? Thanks but for stopping have in, the bud.
1: I older version because I've, I've read a bunch of stuff, and the older models worked a lot better than the newer models, so I still have the older one.
0: Clive's back to work. Is he? What
2: did I, I miss? So. I miss talking to Clive. You know that? Times are tough. YouTube's not paying. He's an electrician again. I bet he's not doing it for the money. I bet he's doing it for the love of the sport. Of the glory. Of the glory. Exactly right. Holes. Oh, man, but it's good to see you guys. What's up, Jesus Fish? Michael Hausch. Oh. Me, uh, me and the, uh, what is it called? Um, the Animal House Club. We had this little back and forth about strippers and filter and hooker dust and Oh, I did see stuff. a little bit of that. I Speaking saw
0: of bit. uh hooker dust, uh Bill started to dive into uh a little bit of room pressurization stuff building his science.
2: <laughs> you know what? I've I don't know if I've subconsciously um like just given in to the subconscious peer pressure that you guys put on me with your building science mumbo jumbo babble talk. <laughs> with my but, my
1: stupid questions that I always ask Adam and you yeah, just uh, yeah, like
2: you're chirping away with your building science and Adam's over here like blah 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 and then Joe's in here like blah 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 and then I'm like you guys work on fryers you ever fucking work (laughs) on an oven or something like those have airflow, dicks and I'm like you know what I gotta get on this I gotta get on board this too so you know what they say Stella got a groove back and we're gonna make building science sexy again so you you can take that to the bank son are you gonna have to move again well, we haven't got that far into the testing. So, so far. All he has I've, confirmed that his uh, crap is screwed. Up. There's We we confirmed with my fancy, where is it? Uh, Your fancy DG8.
0: Uh-oh. Chris wants me to tell him the story real quick. But, uh, eh.
2: My fancy DG8 from Mr. Christopher Hughes over at the Energy Conservatory. Boom. Can you hear that bell? Is it good? Yeah, yep, I can hear it. It's good. It's loud and proud. Um, like me. Yeah. So we were like, I was testing the two main rooms that I'm having comfort issues with, and I originally was testing them in uh, water column inches, which I assume is correct, but for some reason Adam says it's not. So he told me to test in pascals, which I still don't fully understand what pascals are. So
1: it's a small unit of measure. It's just more precise. It's just the easiest way. It's more precise, man. You know?
0: okay. It's like uh, tablespoons comparing a tablespoon to a cup. If you tried to measure... people that like the internet.
2: They like to interrupt my live stream. Even though I'm like, hey, I'm going to go do something. Don't (laughs) interrupt me. It's like simple directions just can't be followed in my house. (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. No, um, no. But yeah, so back to the... Sorry, brain fart. Uh, back to the Pascal. So, Adam, you said pas, one Pascal is like 0.01 20, 25,
0: 25 Pascals is 0.1 inches of water column. Okay,
2: 0.1 inches of water column. Yep. So, let's see. What's a good way I can compare that to something I already, I'm already familiar with? Like microns? Is that... Uh, like, uh, I mean, I know they're not, you can't convert them to microns, but um, like, I, I still don't understand the relationship to pascals. Like, why are we doing pascals? Pascals are smaller.
0: It's smaller. So think of like, oh, okay. okay. I was thinking it was reverse for some reason. Pascals are here. So yeah. we're, get, oh, okay. we're able to get yeah, much more sense. precise. Yeah. measuring pascals right yeah
2: microfarads and ultra you think about it if you're trying to
1: check room pressurization with water column you're just it's not going to show you enough detail to understand even anything that's going on yeah
2: there's there's not enough pressure in there to to get it that high i see what you're saying
1: well the pressure's there it's just the inches
2: versus miles yeah well i have a eight mile line long dong yeah, I
1: guess I guess a good is. way to put it is, is it's like trying to measure the size of your door opening in miles versus measuring it in inches. So, so
0: you can actually, see at, it. at the end of the day, you have uh, some room pressure pressurization issues in your bedrooms, correct? Yes.
2: Yeah, because the uh, the one that has the uh, noticeable comfort
0: issues um shit what that one measure at four point, point three or three no it was four four point, four point something five four zero. Okay.
2: Four point something pascals so that one that one, you were telling me with that high level of pascals that um and that's with the ac running of course i have supply air going into the room but not enough going out of the room
0: well we as don't you don't really know because we don't really know what it should be right like we have no clue how much airflow that room actually needs to start off with and we don't know how mm-hmm. much airflow flow the room has right now all we know is like but I, you don't have a return path out of the room or big enough right yeah, so it, i
2: i do know that that room is has more pressure than the hallway which is where i was standing when i measured underneath the door correct
0: right
1: okay so I, i'm i'm curious so as you know, cause I've been just learning the tiniest bit about building science bill. And so now you're starting to learn the tiniest bit about it too. And mm-hmm. uh, understandably there's a, there's so much more information, right? We're just barely breaking the ice on learning a little bit about this, but can you think like, what is it? What do you think when you think of all the air conditioning contractors now that are just, let me just throw a bigger <laughs> unit on that. Let me just like, let me just, Oh, this will work fine. Let's just wing this. Like, oh. It's starting to make your your brain starts thinking. And you're like, holy crap, we've been doing this wrong for so long.
2: Right, And, and you know, like, before I even started scratching the surface on it right now, like I'm doing, because I still have, like, I mean, I I wouldn't even say scratching the surface, like, whatever. I'm just, like, looking at the surface, thinking about scratching it. Um, Even before that, when Adam was really diving into this and, like, explaining it, that's when I really... I was like, wow! There's so much more to this. Like, I never ever want to do a residential side job ever in my whole life because well, there's I so mean many variables.
1: But but the the scary thing is 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 the residential ones are easier than if you're trying to be this precise on a commercial one. Like nobody's doing that. Like very few people That's are. But I mean, trying to be precise on a restaurant, like legitimately fixing a restaurant's problems right. and having perfect pressurization, like is and, damn near impossible. And see.
2: I think that's where it gets kind of cool um, as far as like air testing and balancing restaurants. That seems like it'd be kind of cool to get into now.
1: You'd be, you'd be so surprised. Um, And again, I'm sure there's great air balance contractors out there. I'm sure there is. Right. But a good majority of the air balance contractors that I've ran into in the field are literally just following a set of plans and just measuring things and writing numbers down and, and not actually doing any
2: sort of calibration or like making changes there there is
1: ones but the ones that restaurants typically hire they're not the big budget people they're the low budget guys that are literally just going out there and measuring a flow adjusting something and moving on they're not putting logic into it they're not designing right they're not a designer that's coming in and saying this is what it should be let's go and test it okay now let's fix it let's do this let's do that so there's bad air balancers too just like there is bad home for home performance contractors, like you know, there's going to be bad in everything.
0: Well, there, I was reading a yeah. post, uh, with I think Russ King responded to somebody. Um, it was that Tim D'Estacio or something, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to
1: chime in on that because Russ was, um, defending, King, was, keep going. yeah, yeah. It yep. was
0: like he was saying, like hers Raiders in California just pencil up everything. Cause they say everything passes now in, in the beginning, everything th- you said this in the past, I say Every, that all the time, everything like failed in the beginning. And then all of a sudden like, everything passes, ev- everything passes now. And he's like, that's just not reality. And Russ is saying, well, things have gotten better. You can't say they're all bad. And he's like, well, everything that I test fails, even though yeah. the hers Raiders say it, t- it pass. So yes. you know, maybe that's not the case all around, but
1: everything I test fails. Yes. And, so and, there is good people. Russ, uh, Russ King is, it has been doing good trainings and he's been teaching people the right way to do things. But when you leave the classroom setting, are they really implementing those things or are they fudging numbers? That's the true question. Right. And there's a
0: lot of, you know, what uh, you know what I started? I mean, it's, it hasn't been all that long, but I started paying attention to like the sensible heat ratio and the sensible heat factor of a house and the equipment and setting up your airflow in that. And um, for years, I was always taught on a variable speed furnace or air handler, you set up with dip switches or the controller, whatever. If you set it up for this amount of airflow, that's how much airflow is delivered. It's very precise. And that's how much airflow is delivered. And um, since that time measuring airflow with either uh, the ASIN powered flow hood or a uh, the true flow, it's not correct correct it's it and what ends what what i found and i think uh steve rogers uh said that jenry started noticing this and i think he noticed it on a a tam something train air handler is it is fairly correct when you're at the rated pressure of the equipment so if you're like if it's running close to 0.5 inches of water column Mm -hmm. pretty close to being okay but like as soon as you start going past that threshold like above or below you start getting farther and farther away from reality. So, and that's that's one of the things. Like today, I installed a piece of equipment, and my goal was to get around eleven sixty cfm on a two and a half ton piece of equipment. Yeah, and um, I I set it on the um, you know, it's an app, it's a Cool Cloud app or whatever, and it's it it said it was running at eleven sixty, and then um, I tested it and it was around 900, 920, or something like that. Like, so you could see how far off reality. And if you're just going based on that, you don't actually have the tools to measure it. How far off is that? And then if you look at the performance data of the equipment, you see how much of a difference in sensible and latent yeah. you have, you know?
1: You know, one of the things like the residential side, I think it's getting a lot. The tools that you have to measure airflow are getting better and better. Now that you have powered flow hoods, you have the true flow grid, you have the ability to test and be a lot more accurate about you know, the measurements that you're taking right on the commercial side when you're measuring exhaust hoods, right? So you have an exhaust hood, you have, let's just say you have a 20 by 20 drop coming down. It's going to a hood that's 35 feet long and it has hood grease filters on it. Right. How do you accurately measure that? What they do is they get a, what is it? A, a, a what's the name of the tool? It's a Pell grid or whatever. It's, it's like a grid oh. that they put up there. Lasso a- grid. Yeah. grid or whatever. It's basically velocity the insides grid. of a flow hood. Right. And it has a bunch of, um, holes on it. And they do a calculation. Someone in the chat's going to name it, whatever it's, I can't think of what it's called, but anyways, velocity. um, short Ridge makes velocity. one shortridge makes one. And you basically have to have a, a high precision manometer and you put it up there. But the, when I, when I watch people use that and measure airflow, they're taking an average because you're taking this 20 by 20 grid, right? and you're putting it in one section of the hood, then you're moving it over, you're putting it in another section. There's no, like, you're not measuring, like, am I moving it over exactly two inches? Am I moving it over exactly two inches? And then if you think about it, when you measure that, you're mm. you're blocking the airflow. You're creating a restriction, right? So a slight restriction, right? Just ever so slightly. So you're taking an average across the hood. So there's really not a great way to measure out of a grease exhaust hood airflow going out of it. now. One might think, hey, okay, well, let's go to the top. Let's go to the exit of the exhaust hood, and let's measure the air being blown out the top. But that air is going to slightly change when, when it heats up and cools down, right? So as you're cooking, you might, you know, the air, the density of the air is going to change. So the flow is going to change a little bit. Like there's so many different variables on the commercial side that I don't think we're quite equipped to measure yet. So
0: I know Will Speed has one of those. I don't remember <laughs> what it is. a Velasa something.
1: I remember him showing yeah before yeah uh, let me look it up shortridge makes it i can't think of what it's called and you can buy them from uh there's another company that makes them too but then you also have to have the factors from the hood company because you have to have the the actual um that's a good point you have to have the factors from each hood now what company. if
0: you boom christopher hughes you could measure kitchen hood and exhaust at the blower door and
1: the building is velgrid real- there you go velgrid is what it is Velgrid, not closer than a velgrid measurement hmm. But restaurants are so leaky. That's the thing. Like, they are so leaky. So, yeah, I guess you are, right? You can look for a difference once you turn on the hoods. Like, you can measure with the –
2: What if you took the – I forget the name of that. That filter grill thing that uh, the Energy Conservatory makes. Um, What is the name of that thing? The filter thing. You slide in the filter panel. True Flow. What is it? True Flow. True Flow. flow. Yeah, the True Flow grid. What if you took some of those – pulled out the exhaust filters that are up above whatever piece of equipment is there, put it in there. What do you think? Could that do anything?
1: Well, yeah, but think about a restaurant though, because as, as you're, you're cooking in the kitchen, the air is going to heat up and the the speed of the mm-hmm. air is going to change from cold to hot, but you can't use any of those yeah. precision measurement devices when the air is hot. So even when you're measuring, um, using a Velgrid, you're not, you're all your cooking appliances aren't running. So, I mean, yeah, it might be minute, the amount of change in the air as it's heating up. It might be minute, but it's just interesting. So, you know, as things change, I I had an interesting conversation actually with Chris Hughes and Steve Rogers about this exact thing when we were in Atlanta. And it was really interesting to hear their brains start talking about different ways of measuring things. And it's really cool. So, Hmm. But, yeah, airflow is interesting. And uh, I'm just barely even scratching the surface. I'm not even going to pretend that I know what I'm talking about.
0: I'm so – dude, like – I
2: think it's scary just just being – I can't tell if you guys are talking because it's lagging again. But um, just being aware of this whole entire world of airflow and all the different variables that go into and all the various things that can be so easily affected and manipulated by poorly stretched flex uh, – too many boots unaccounted for on a duct run, you know, just, just crazy. It's just crazy. I, and that reminds me, um, I may be doing like a load calculation, loosely, with Adam's help, of course, with uh, Adam holding my hand and taking me down that path. Um, but the thing is, is this is a, a coworker of mine, and they're basically gutting and rehabbing a whole house down to the studs, and they need a uh, they need a duct design, a load calculation and whatever else i can give them and so i was telling them like hey let me uh, let me do this because i'm just kind of figuring this stuff out let me do your load calculation for you i can even you know my buddy adam will even help we can probably figure out a, a duct design and they're like can i just go buy the ductwork from like menards i'm like uh-huh uh, yeah i mean you can but what size are you gonna buy like how long are you gonna you know like all these different things are like oh why does that matter like it's it's like nobody knows this or nobody takes it as seriously as they should but
0: well and everyone's used to having uncomfortable homes right that's a
1: good point too that's true you know um but compared to other parts of the world we're obsessed with comfort here you know we're obsessed with cooling um, you know other parts of the world supposedly i don't know if it's absolutely true I just hear a good you know good majority of people saying this that supposedly they're not concerned about indoor comfort very much in other parts of the world so I don't know if that's true but jason Abju in the house what's up jason oh man this uh this <laughs> week has been uh it's been a we, we're going through another heat wave here so today something happened though I don't know if like I said it on our i was talking to you guys earlier like I went and I changed a compressor today, had someone helping me, and we get all done, and I was talking, I was filming it, so I was talking to my camera, looking at the saturation oh, temp, just using a rule is. of thumb, you know, saying the outside air temperature, and I look at my thermometer, and it's 100 degrees, and I go, huh, I didn't even know it's 100 degrees, it feels kind of nice to me, so I'm like, oh, shit, I think there's something wrong with me, <laughs> it's 100, and it felt nice, like, hmm. go figure, but I was also working in the um, the low desert this last week, and it was 120, so, yeah. Yeah. What happened to Joe, by the way? I don't know, dude. Who knows? He came in. He said that he had a work thing. He was all disheveled. And then he just bowed up. In fact, I'm just going to remove that. So that way, it's not blocking everybody. And they're not just looking at a Hmm. thing there. So, yeah. I have no idea what happened to Joe. But he just disappeared. So.
0: I want to show you guys the... uh... My contraption. Oh, I didn't... Did I finish the... Uh, my hood I made.
2: Huh? What'd you make?
1: Yeah, you showed us. would you make? I didn't you show, didn't show. Some, the people. No, you didn't show the people.
0: Show them. How do I shout out to the freaking music on this thing, huh? Hmm. There you go. Okay. It's not a very good video, but...
1: Here,
0: yeah, show it. Uh, let's see. How do I do this? Holy cow. What's up, Randy? Jennifer, you didn't
1: have to do that. That was very nice. Dang. Very she made some nice. money off Steve Rogers. Me. Brother, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Speaking of that,
1: like, look what I got. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even fit. You guys see that? <laughs>
2: well, perfect. yeah, I got my headphones on.
1: Oh, man.
2: I need to send you all my whining and internet bitching. I finally got one, and you know who I got it from? I got it from Jennifer HVAC
1: chicks. Oh, you didn't even get it from Blue On.
2: (laughs) No, I didn't get it from Blue On. Blue On doesn't care about me because they can suck a fat one. (laughs) I hope you're
0: listening, Blue On. That's thanks, Jennifer. So, this is the well, kind of final. I still have to paint it in that, but I'm working on a passive house and they wanted a this wait, thing Wait, like,
1: pause it for a sec can you pause it i think i can i don't know explain to us the passive I'm house thing pass what's the point know. of a passive house
0: um it's a very what it's like crazy standard they have like ventilation requirements all kinds of stuff is a super energy efficient house right? Okay. like way more efficient way more stringent the hvac design has to be tested verified um, there's hers Raiders that come in and check the balance on the exhaust, the fresh air, everything is like tested and verified, right? Got it. Okay. Um, from what I understand, I posted this on Facebook and Russ was questioning me. I don't really know enough about passive houses. This is my first time doing it, so I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But like the architect on this job, there was a site meeting and he was, I, he, what he said was they don't usually do a kitchen exhaust. I don't know if they meant they don't usually do this size of a kitchen exhaust or what, but I think they usually do, everything's electric, right? Um, and I think they do like a charcoal recirc fan or something. Um, so I don't really know what they usually do because I've never done it, but I'm just going off what he said. Anyway, this guy is like a famous chef, right? So the, he he insisted on having a, an exhaust, And he actually was going to have a bigger exhaust than this. We were able to talk him down to a 400 CFM. Um, That's a big, I made that thing huge. And it's more so just to uh, accommodate the damper and the motor. Um, It's on a side of a house where you're not going to really see it. But um, the point was the architect asked, like, he's like, I wish they made a product for a, you know, a wall cap that actually sealed a kitchen exhaust really well because everything is super leaky. Right. Yep. So, anyways, I've been playing around with this. If I could get the to start, you can see I still I'm gonna put a little weatherproof box on the inside. This is kind of the uh, I gotta paint it dark brown in that. Let me see, there's another video. So,
1: is this your air intake
0: or is this your exhaust this exhaust? So, you can see I have three layers of three different rows of gasket material. And look uh-huh. at this, there's my bulimbo damper, I got huh. my A team sticker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first time the guy walks out and looks at it, he's like, yeah, I take that oh. off. <laughs> That's
0: funny. But anyways, yeah. So I'm going to do a little box on the side and next, underneath the, the damper. Um, so all my electrical connections go right into that box. And then uh, whatchamacallit, I, uh, I got to paint it brown and I have to test. Oh, I'm supposed to go to Doug crawl's house. To test it, I tried testing it with my uh, RetroTech duct tester Mm -hmm. and my ASIN flow finder to measure the leakage across it. And it was too low for the ASIN to pick up. Hmm. So I still uh, I talked to Sam Myers on that. He says he believes it to be less than five CFM leakage at 50 pascals on. But I want to go to Doug's house because I know he uses like the washer uh, ring on his duct tester. He gets super low. He measured like one CFM on a duct test. Yeah. So I'm going to see if he could measure that for me. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So. That's like pulling down to 50 microns. Yeah, baby. Where are you getting your makeup air for that from?
0: I have a Fantech makeup air system. Oh, okay. So that's also, which honestly, I think he'd be a lot happier if he used uh, uh, inline resistance heat for the makeup air. But it's a passive house. They're really stringent on usage and they have solar panels and they try to like balance out all the usage in that to be net zero. So they're not going to do it. So they're, they're not
1: going to have any hmm. heating on the makeup air?
0: Just blasting freaking.
1: So that. yeah, that sounds smart in January when he goes to freaking cook a bunch of stuff and nope. then his damper gets frozen. Like the, there's going to be ice on the freaking gaskets as nope. it's trying to shut. And I don't know. It's going to be frozen.
0: The whole thing is, I think,
1: go
2: ahead. I was going to say, how do you account for that in a load calculation? That seems like such a wild variable. I assume you just go by design outdoor temperatures.
0: So, like, it's not accounted for because it's not, you're not using it on a normal basis, right? Like, in this house, in this circumstance, we want to try to get as aggressive as possible, which we Mm -hmm. are, like, at around, this is almost a 5,000 square foot house in Chicago, hundred year old house and we're using a three ton
1: heat pump with no backup so that's bonkers uh, dude yeah so that's a good question john jonathan hughes makes a good point he says he thinks we're getting too worried about efficiency i mean i can understand that argument i guess you know but at the same time how much is too much That's true,
0: and like when we now we're now like, I mean maybe there's I'm there's a lot of people that have been worried about things for a long time. Like I just haven't been like I've been um, ignorant to the whole topic, right? Yeah. Like now that you're starting to pay attention to like why are people not comfortable?
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say that.
0: Yeah, and you start figuring out the reasons why this happens, and then you're like, oh, well, I think efficiency is like a byproduct of that, like if you do the right things, it's naturally efficient. I think there's like an
2: efficiency of like fiscal dollar amounts of energy usage and all that stuff. And I don't really care about that. And then I think there's this efficiency of um, the mechanical capabilities of an appliance and how comfortable you can make yourself. And like that, I can get behind the financial stuff is whatever.
1: Yeah. And that's a conversation Adam and I were having too, about where are you dumping the makeup air? So that's,
0: uh, that's another thing. There is not a good place. If you guys saw this setup, there's like no possible way to get it into the kitchen. Um, so I am dumping it hot. It's really pretty pretty tall ceilings where I'm going to dump it. And it's into like a, a little hall area right adjacent to the kitchen. So um, it's not going to be a place that people hang out. If anything, they might walk past it. But it's right next to the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but, like you know it's really hard to squeeze all this crap into a hundred plus year old house that was never designed or
1: built for this in the future yeah, that's crazy it's not a it's not a new house, you know you're trying to cram this into an old house um yeah, we I, have I, uh
0: somebody in Facebook said humidity we have a uh, we're gonna actually do a santa fe dehumidifier as well i don't know honestly this this house i have no part in any of the design process of it um i was going to try to attempt to do it and i started diving into it i'm like this is a serious freaking you know i don't have experience with this i kind of want to be handheld through this so i brought in a friend of mine that's an engineer on it and i'm glad because it takes a lot of liability off of me
2: well that that house like you probably already explained this, but is this something where they just took it, gutted it down in the frame and like started with insulation? Like they're just going balls out.
0: Yes, it's actually going to be it's home, everything. It's uh, they're doing double stud walls. So they're taking the exterior studs that were originally there. That's all going to be uh, closed cell foam throughout. Mm-hmm. And then they framed a house inside of the house so there's a there's another set of two by fours on the inside where they're going to use
1: rock wall Mm. insulation so chris brings up a good point install efficient or equipment efficiency or install efficiency big difference and he's saying that he'd much rather have a tight duct system over an inverter with duct leakage um and i think that that's a big issue in our industry right now because you have people that have been in the industry for a long time. Well, I've been doing this for 25 years and I've never done it that way. And it's worked just fine. Yeah. But what's just fine. That's true. You know, you're just fine is, is what I was taught as just fine. And we've quickly realized that that's not right. You know, you know, pulling vacuums, you know, we stopped pulling vacuums a long time ago, you know, proper. And we just started winging it, you know, and it worked just fine just fine you know but it's like you
2: know i don't know why i just thought of this but you guys ever watched that show hoarders i'm sure you yeah. know of it you know the, the premise at the very least i
1: know some hoarders i've been involved what
2: if like what do you think like the the airflow like re- situation is in a hoarder house where they got like 20 years of just buckets of shit and garbage and everything just filled to the
1: rim with the house obviously i mean the airflow is not gonna be great but the particular hoarder that i knew was a family member and we helped to clean out their house and uh it was just dusty and dirty there was no dead cats and freezers and there was no shit buckets but, but it was just 50 but, years of newspapers but and, like mm. stuff gets stacked on top
0: of supply vents and return yeah. oh and yeah else. so you do have issues
1: like i've had i've
0: had seen that quite a bit and it's really weird people stacking things up like that and then they're like questioning you well that can't be it it's like you're trying to get air into a room and you're blocking everything. What do you mean? And like, (laughs) you you also see these houses with airflow problems and you go around the house and they have like three quarters of the vents, the supply vents shut in the house. Like why, why are you shutting them?
2: Yeah. That reminds me of the, uh, the conversation you said you had in one of the other Facebook groups, trying to explain certain, uh, what I would almost consider basic concepts of science. Yeah. Airflow and, and on, a,
1: and on a side note to kind of hijack this, the particular hoarders that we were helping to clean the house, they were also like from depression era, so they hid everything in their house and they had money in it everywhere. And we didn't realize that until we had cleaned out half the house and filled up roll-in dumpsters, like that okay. had them dumped. And then we started finding money in books and money underneath. And we're like, oh, my gosh, imagine all the stuff we threw away.
2: No, no, they wouldn't. I wouldn't have told nobody. I found nothing. <laughs> nope. Never had this conversation.
1: Yep. Well, so oh, so shit, let's go ahead like and that. get to the bottom of this. Let's explain yourself, Joe. What, what's going well, on here, bud? It's more important than us, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> what the
0: hell are you doing Oh, my here? God.
3: I had to clear my throat.
1: How about you turn your mixer down? Did you just, just swallow kidding, a bunch right? of cum or what? Like, what are you <laughs> <Did doing? I? laughs>
2: Is is your microphone powered by a shake weight?
1: Yeah. What's
3: first, going on, bro? first you guys complain that my mic's so far away. Now it's pretty good. You guys are oh, complaining. My wife can
1: hear you in the other room. <laughs> yeah, dude. You you you're like you were super loud, and then you grabbed your mic and you like moved it, and it freaking.
2: <laughs> I think your Sorry. gains
1: turned way too high, my friend. Is it? Yes. Put
2: yeah. um... on here and your gains, bro.
1: Well, I, I still don't understand why you always have your mic turned the other way. Like, you mean my camera? I know. I just seen Ryan's pulse. No, mic. Look at yeah. your mic. It's going the other way. Yeah, those why are different words. Facing you?
0: Those what are very that? different words. I didn't even know you could do that, Joe. You just flip your camera. There you go. Because hey, every
2: hey. other time he does it, there's three little circles, and then we don't see him for a month. <laughs> I was going to say uh,
3: that there was a cool post from that guy, Gary, in the... Uh, what
2: are you talking about,
1: we, Joe? That we, is no, we asked what? you where you
2: were, bro. Uh, I was just thinking a little too you know what I mean? You're,
3: uh, no, we
1: don't. No, we Elitibish. don't know what you mean.
2: Something about hey. prohibition. You guys have prohibition in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to get you out of Canada, Joe? Just blink twice and we'll break you out. We will dig a hole from my house because I live the closest. Across
0: the border, El Chapo style, up yep. to your house, and we'll get you okay. across the border. I, thought I Listen, when I came and stayed with Bill and uh, we were driving to the Jim Davis class on that, the last day I drove to the class by myself, super early, but crack of dawn, it was still dark outside, and I had the radio on, and I was picking up, I was listening to Canadian talk show in the morning. <laughs> I didn't know you That's could man. pick up Canada freaking radio stations, I but I, that God. was boring. <laughs> it was like... Watching paint dry.
1: Oh, it was bad? Oh, hey, wait, oh, Jason, God. Jason, oh, just joking. Jason brought up that Canada, Canada is finally going to A2Ls. I got to say, I am so over, I'm sorry, but I am so over the dumbass post from people saying, when is the propane coming <laughs> out in my A2L refrigerant? I love
2: Dude, this
0: voice. Listen, you have to be, you have to be um, more understanding <laughs> towards people because like, we are dorks we all we do is live for this crap so like as soon as something is happening we research about it we learn about it even though compared to like don gillis or jason Objute, we're not, like way yeah. behind the times and we really don't understand anything but like we're kind of on it and then somebody like that doesn't really pay attention he, they hear about this stuff <clears and throat> they're like what what is You're this like, holy shit wilbur did you hear that they got fire
2: refrigerants <laughs>
1: third seriously though the posts are just so ignorant they are seriously so ignorant well when are these damn i'm not i'm quitting i'm not going to be in the industry with all these propanes in my I refrigerator can't be
2: riding around with bombs in my truck
1: but who even cares even if there was propane like get over it it's not a big deal my gosh
2: i'm going to spend the rest of my career trying to convince as many people as i can that helium is a direct replacement for r404 for free <laughs> 22 it is hands down one of the best refrigerants you could use you can buy it at walmart for 25 bucks
0: uh on chris's stream on monday somebody asked in the chat like i heard that you could uh add r290 to an r22 if it's low on charge." charges yeah can. yeah i got a I follow up email time.
1: to that too and i was like no don't. I, I, still said, I do it all the time <laughs> Fuck yeah bro oh my god oh. <laughs> like how it says um, be a puss <clears throat> Yeah, his favorite quote oh, now. Like I just, just it's it's so funny though because these people are so afraid of like the refrigerants, but I swear they're the same people that refuse to wear a seatbelt when they drive. But they're like, oh, I'm not gonna work with the propanes in my refrigerant. But it's like mm-hmm. you drive a freaking moving vehicle without your seatbelt, dumbass. Like. You or or, over or you're your, my rights
0: you're you're sitting there trying to sweat in an old compressor or sweat out an old compressor and you got the phosgene with a cigarette ha- hanging yeah, out of your yeah. You're like,
2: <laughs> yeah you're squinting because your eyes are just
1: bleeding <laughs>
0: oh.
1: yeah. yeah i love phosgene. oh my oh yeah that this is right of, nasty because i did say the person was like all legality aside and, and again to be fair the person wasn't a technician. OK, they were curious and they were asking on behalf of their grandparents because they wanted to know if they could use a propane instead of R22 because of the cost. And And I responded and, you know, I just told them, like, no, that's not a good idea. You know, like, don't do that. Because the system's not designed for it. It's not that I'm afraid of propane in a system, but I'm afraid that if the system not- let me tell you something,
0: something bad is gonna happen because there's enough yeah. freaking cowboys out there right now that just don't <laughs> give a crap and they mix whatever. Like oh, and yeah. you there's people mixing mm-hmm. R410 with R22,
1: R22 yeah. with R
0: 410, 407 C, MO ninety nine, they just dump it right on the top
1: yep. and because their next door neighbor's cousin told them that his brother did it in Arkansas and it worked right. great. And like, oh, yeah, my, my supply house told me it's good. So I trust them. So like I,
0: there's no <sighs> doubt in my mind that something is going to happen. I don't know how bad it's going to be or if it's going
1: to be whatever, but like, I don't.
0: See, I,
1: people everything don't think I work on, it, you know? Well, unfortunately it's probably going to be yeah. one of those dumbass things like it happened in whatever those third world countries are where they pressurize the system with oxygen and That's damn true. thing explodes blows and blows up the whole blows
2: up, You know? Yeah. The, everything I work on, like I just add in refrigerants, kind of like the ratio of a Long Island iced tea, like a little bit of the brown, a little bit of the clear, a little bit of the fizzy stuff.
1: You're good. Yeah, are we not supposed to be talking clear. the way we're talking if you have nephews on here or nieces on
0: here? <laughs> he actually <laughs> to, This is Joey. He was going to come here tonight because he wanted to be part of the stream, but he didn't show up, so he's not. Sorry, Joey. Oh, okay. Oh, he didn't Where's show you? up. Joey from
1: who? Joey from Blossom. Like where? My Joey nephew Ferdinand. said in the
0: freaking Apparently, oh. I have a Mike,
1: have a Mike about, Tyson line on my dome.
0: He's from uh, Louisiana. That he, that's he oh. lives in the house that, that we did that standard three ten video on. You know,
3: cool. what a great name! Damn, um, <laughs> that kid lives in a
2: nice house, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said a good question in chat. What do you guys usually? I don't. I guess this pertains more. to What they said? Residential. Uh Basically. Would you prefer installing a PS- piston or a TXV inside of Resi's system? I, I went up and down with this during... TXV? I,
0: I got I got really oh, upset with TXVs when that whole... Uh, but, but come to find out, you know, the whole oil additive and the a TXV... Mishap, yeah. But come to find out, it was actually my problem. You know, yes, they use this additive, but the additive, the reason why this happens is because you're not pulling a deep enough vacuum. That's gotcha. one of the big issues with moisture in the system causes the additive to
1: sludge up or whatever. Yeah, there, there's there's that whole debacle. I think uh, Copeland swept that one under the rug and um, just hoped that that one blew over. But that really was a big mm. deal. I mean, you know, essentially the way that I heard it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Copeland used a different vendor and the vendor used a non-approved rust inhibitor is what That's I heard. And the non-approved rust inhibitor had a reaction when the compressor was put together, pressurized under certain temperatures, and then it started plugging everything. I
0: in. heard I heard it was if there was moisture in the system, the moisture reacted with the rust inhibitor. Hmm. That's what I heard. I might Run be inhibitor. won't be surprised. Yeah. I don't know that yeah, you'll uh, ever get
1: the true thing because they probably don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So what? I yeah. You know. Well, you know, you, you just I'm hear playing through playing the grapevine kind of a thing, you know, like oh yeah, this happened. But oh, ever
0: since stuff. that, ever since that got cleared up and they fixed that, man, I have not had a TXV that failed. It's yeah. been freaking boring. right.
3: And and that's what going to my like I don't
0: I use all TXVs now,
3: but in the past I remember always saying, I said get pissed, and it's another component, it's gonna fail. But then it, now it's shifted over a while back to you know what, TXV helps with those non-filter changers or you know just it's better in the long run it's more efficient is what. yeah it's more efficient and more efficient it's always uh,
1: making sure your evaporator is always full and yeah you're right but now i mean you know we're we're going to eevs more i mean eevs have been around for a long time but they're becoming more mainstream and residential equipment to gain the (laughs) efficiencies that we need but the downside to eevs is that you have to be more precise with your system installation. You have yeah. to be brazing with nitrogen, which getting the industry to braze with nitrogen is damn near impossible. Like, it's just... Yeah, right. And to be fair, I don't braze with nitrogen all the time. Like, you know, I don't. I, I try to, especially when I have systems that are more critical, but I don't all the time.
0: So. Right. Um, no, but... And that's another learning curve too. And I'll be honest with you, I am not super familiar with eevs even though i installed yeah. one today but all i did was follow the manufacturer's instructions on installing it and it's mm-hmm. uh communicating communicate eev is uh, a mana s series the same as a dyke and fit um this is the second one we put in you know i know some people have put in a, a ton of them but like i wouldn't know where to start on diagnosing it like how to i know it's like a
1: stepper motor or something that kind of winds it in and winds it, it out it depends on the t- style of the eev so because there is stepper valves and there's pulse, pulse pulse with modulation valves that are essentially tiny solenoid valves that open, close, open, close rapidly. Hmm. So, it goes,
3: so it goes from TXV, like Jason said, it goes from – well, he's saying EV, EEVs make cr 2 more achievable. And then we heard that for TXVs. So
1: I got to admit, I genuinely anything. don't understand anything about cr 2. I just know it's more efficient. But it, when you start reading into it, I'm like, what? It's just a new way of – of rating a system, but it's confusing to me, so. yeah. I don't know. Like, I remember, um, my understanding those- is is the seer rating really isn't that accurate, so seer 2 is yeah, a little bit more like, accurate.
3: Little things contributor, like, I remember there was those TXVs that were, um, I don't know if you remember the non bleeding TXVs in resis, mm-hmm. so like, it, you know, yeah, so they they want to they probably still have them and in, in a lot of re, maybe re slips combo, I don't know, but. They wanted, I guess, the the coil to be a little cooler when it shut down. So it was low, equalizing,
1: slower. My thing with with the push for the more efficient equipment is that it's really stupid because the one thing in our industry that hasn't changed is that a good majority of everything has ductwork attached to it, right? Right. A good majority of our systems for the last hundred years have had ductwork attached to them, right? We have mini splits, but those are a fraction, right? We haven't even figured out how to install duct work right. right. We're just barely scratching the surface, but we've changed the efficiency of our equipment. We're like, it's going to make the world better. No, it's not. It's going to be the same, if not worse, because we haven't figured out the duct work thing yet. We're just barely And, and the thing
0: is, like, you will have people that will fight you to the death. That I have been doing this for 30 years. I know how to install duct systems. And then yep. you go behind them and you test that the systems that they've installed and they've designed. And they're just complete trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't work. People are unhappy. The master bedroom on the second floor is not cooling
1: properly. Hey, um, like
0: my house.
1: My, you know, I asked yeah. a question on my stream. Do you trust load calculations? Do you trust the load calculation to tell you if your system is sized right? And, and, you know, I see people in my comments. and They're like, no, because I always add a little fudge factor. There's already a fudge factor in the load calculation. A rather large one that a lot of people don't realize. But the problem is that people say, "Well, the load calculations let me down." It's not the load calculation; it's the building. You, it's the you, execution you, of the calculations. assume maybe. that your building is tight, but it's not. You know, and you have infiltration, and you have insulation problems, and you. So I don't think there's enough focus on that.
0: Well, it's funny. I got into a, another. I love. I don't know why, but I get into these arguments with people on Facebook. Um, just thought, yeah, I, don't
3: I don't know why you do it. Why you bother, dude?
0: It's but no it is—it is, it is funny. No like there, there was like these people in this—I uh, don't remember what group it was—but they were talking about. How I do. Load, the load same group it. that's
3: always just just
0: irrelevant. But go on. Are you gonna name it, Joe? It's no?
3: it's this this show is too censored for it. Is it? Are we censored? Oh, Un- censored. uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> Anyways, to, like, yeah. they
0: were complaining about how global warming is happening too quickly, and load calcs don't account for it quick enough. Oh, yeah. And yeah, In five years, there's no way you'll be able to cool your house if you base it on <laughs> five years.
1: Your temperatures are not going to change that much in five years. That that
0: is it was like a big thing, and he's like, I've been watching the temperatures, and they have changed so much, and there's no way if you size off a design temperatures that this will keep up. So I took a picture of uh, the wherever he's from, Miami, uh, the international airport, there, whatever. And I took the ashray <laughs> bin data from 2009 and I showed that the, the t- 1% temperature. And then I showed the one from whatever the most recent 2021. And I showed them, I'm like, oh, it's a, like a 0.2 difference change in temperature. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, shit. We're, we're going to be able to light our cigarettes off the hoods of our cars. You know, you know exactly. what's
2: so stupid about that? I'm going to try to get this out before my internet lags. The thing is so stupid about that is people like, in five years, we're not going to be able to cool our house. Like these monumental events, people think that they're just so blessed to have in their lifetime to have all these ridiculous things happening like you know the coming of Jesus you know we're going to have uh, aliens are going to be coming monumental uh, climate change like no calm down it's not going to be that crazy <laughs> <Wait>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you knew it was coming you guys
1: knew it <laughs> Oh, we're just picking on you, Ryan. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: we love you, Ryan. of
1: that, I'm gonna be on the Misfits of HVAC. Oh, you're uh, done now, but Tomorrow, now. Ryan's gonna. Kick oh, they're
2: the not head. letting you in now. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> not letting you in at all now. Do they
3: still? Do they still what? send those units, Adam? I don't do enough residential to see all these new units. Do they still send units with Heart Start kits on it?
0: uh they do but here's the thing the funny thing with a mana like if you use like a regular uh you know scroll communicating two-stage compressor or whatever they tell you they want you to add a hard start kit which is puzzling sip green- no it's a scroll and they say what? they want you to add a hard start kit to it if you use a txv because the txv is field installed with the mana equipment which is like i've always wanted to look up the compressor model off that because i know uh, you know there's a bunch of people maybe and, it's non-bleeding TXV I don't know so it's not equalizing as quick and but anyway it's like the whole my whole point behind that is stuff like that really drives me up a wall I know. I when know. you it's like hey you need to add this onto our equipment it's like why don't you just fucking add it to your own equipment I don't- like, why do I have to add right do hickeys to your
3: stuff you know what I mean and you're gonna depend on the contracts what, what happens if they don't like it'll still run I guess or, or, or are you saying the unit's trash and they want to make sure wherever you install us, it, so it's going to have the you know, the current, the right current, the right everything. Know. But I, if I
0: remember, uh, I I want to look up because I know Copeland has like a the app you could look up and see what compressors can or should they recommend t- or uh, hard starts and what are not. But I don't know what it is. I've been told that all these Amanda units, you should be adding hard starts on. Mm, well, Jonathan Hughes.
1: Yes. A load calculation does take those into account because you have to input that data as part of the load calculation. You have control of saying there's outside infiltration sources. You control what insulation the house has. You choose it. You control what windows you control what direction the house is facing when, what the shading is. So a load calculation, if done correctly, totally accounts for, I have
0: been like recently, like i would say the one i was most nervous about recently was that uh the job i did in chicago the eight unit apartment building or whatever where i just changed the condenser and the evaporator coil for one unit on the second or third floor and um everyone in the in the entire building had a four or five ton and i installed a two ton in it and uh when you Mm -hmm. when you see that and it's not like they were all uh the original to the building They've been replaced and changed over time. They're all different brands and everything. So all these were installed at one time. And then they had companies come out and replace them with the same units. And I'm the only guy. I got this little tiny little two-ton sitting in the corner by itself over there. So, you know. But every day. Today we removed the three-and-a-half-ton, installed the two-and-a-half-ton. The furnace we removed today was a 120,095% away. I installed a 60. Yeah. What? Say yeah. that again? I took out a 120. Half. 120.
1: Yeah. 95%. I installed a 60. Exactly, Bill. Half?
0: Wow, that's amazing, dude.
3: So wow. I got a
1: text message from um, a former employee of mine today that has a residential company, and he has an apprentice working for him, and we still in good communication. He left us to start his own company, which was totally cool. We knew he was going to do that. But um, he texts me today, and he goes, yeah, he goes, my, uh, yeah, exactly, Housh. Um, so he texted me today to say that his apprentice is going to school and his apprentice was excited because he bought his first set of digital manifolds and he took them to his school and he showed his teacher and the fellow classmates and they started laughing at him saying, you bought the wrong digital manifolds. And this, the, this is the teacher and the students in the class saying, how are you going to pull a vacuum? You only bought a three port. And it's like, Oh, I agree. Wow. I agree. And People on that still. You know, and and here, here's the thing. I have a four port manifold. I will use my manifold occasionally to pull a vacuum in certain situations, but as much as possible, I understand that you want to pull a vacuum without a manifold. If the schools don't understand this and the teachers don't understand this and they're not preaching this, this is a problem. So the guy that used to work for me, he messaged me because he knows that I try as much as I can to pull a vacuum, you know, not using a manifold and it, it. it's So the entire industry, we were talking about duct work earlier. We're talking about load calculations. We all need to understand we don't know everything, and we're not always right. And every day there's something new coming out, and we have to be open and, to change. And not
0: only that, you might know something today but not deal with it for six months or a year yeah. or a year yeah. and a half, and then you can completely
1: forget what you know right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to go back and relearn it. No, and I'm not saying there's all the teachers are bad. There's good teachers out there, too. Some of the best teachers will tell you that they don't know everything and they're changing. And they're I mean, Herman Lloyd was just saying in the chat a few minutes ago that, you know, he's starting to teach these new practices that he never did before. And the fact that he's willing to change and trying to adapt to the industry is, you know, he's you know, he's better than a good majority of other teachers because he's trying to change.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: And I'm, I'm here thinking he's going to retire and uh, he's
2: build, building an extension on his garage. Yeah, for a, like yeah with so. his own bare hands, he's out back yeah. digging the foundation right now.
3: Yeah, that's what I'll get, Jason. So I don't know why they say that. It, it must be, it, maybe the TXV, they're going back to non bleeding. I don't know. Non bleeding, I don't know, for efficiency. So the coil stays longer, uh, cooler longer. I guess at the run um... time.
0: But it, the funny right. thing is, it was before SEER 2. All their two-stage equipment, right. like, SEER, scroll, compressors, non-inverters, they want you to install these hard start kits. So. Yeah, you, you shouldn't need on a variable uh, compressor, a hard start. I'll
1: be dumb. Obviously.
0: Right. I'm just saying, like, the high- how does a yeah. non-bleed TXV, high-
2: why does that even matter?
1: For because the, the gas That's equalizes up. out in the system every cycle.
2: Yeah, off cycle. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it do that with a regular TXV anyway?
1: Well, if you have a hard shut-off TXV, I think is what they call it, where it doesn't shut off.
0: Yeah, non-bleed. Oh, there, one, one's a bleed and one's a non-bleed, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And that's what so makes it harder for your, the recips too. It'll you want your like, system to start um, with refrigerant on both sides, versus right. being in a shutoff mode where it has a hard time starting up.
3: See, I, I, I remember those recips systems. Those recips used to like it for the. Um, for the non-bleeding uh, the recepts never wanted they always wanted. you always have to put a hard start on a recept for non-bleeding
0: TXV or a you guys remember way. on my old system when i had the second evaporator coil i installed in the garage and i used the yeah. liquid line oh, yeah i forgot all about yeah. that and when i remember we had this conversation with jamie kitchen about it because yeah. it was holding high pressure on the liquid side mm-hmm. because it would shut the solenoid And um, when it would start, this thing would sound like a shotgun going off. Like, it would Mm. just, boom! Mm. And he's like, remember, uh, Jamie's like, no, that's actually more efficient because you have to build the pressure, Mm -hmm. which I don't know enough to say one way or another on it, but he said uh, you have to use the energy to build the pressure normally, and you're storing the pressure, so you don't have to use it to build. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Go back and re watch episode number 33 or something. Whatever. You know what?
1: I, we, we need someone that watches this show and sends us a report about how many inaccurate things we say on the show. Not not
2: a, a lot.
0: lot. <laughs>
2: there's no, there's like, <laughs> what do you 11.
0: Like Come on, we're not too bad. No, no, there's but, gotta uh, be like 11. Hey, Come on. Now. Well, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you're talking about what I just said, but that was a know, of- I'm talking
1: about what I'm saying. I, I spew <laughs> stuff and I'm like, wait, did I say that right? Oh, shit, I think That's I fucked so, that up. Oh man, well, I was telling
2: to change it everything over to
1: helium a little while ago yeah that's true <laughs> you did yeah no. yeah i was serious. So let's too. go for it oh check this out look at this look what i got look what i got does anybody know what this is from ding 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 ding, what
2: ding! my
3: reaction
1: was paperback book right here what is this from
2: come on you guys in the chat you guys gotta know what that's from what did what? i
1: say
3: when, when he showed up the first i'm like
1: what? i give you a hint what they am? got a sequel i remember
2: coming I up Soon,
1: that's true. That's true. Is that
0: completely empty?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, there we'll, we'll be juice. We'll be said,
0: Advance Brett. Of uh, Chris bought the too. original movie prop that was used. <laughs>
1: <over Witness. laughs> this cost five dollars on Amazon. It <laughs> there's literally there's in it, though. I no, thought there'd there be like a story. It, it's literally on the description. They said they said the first three pages have context, and then the rest is blank. <laughs> <laughs> see I,
2: I thought they would have honestly either that was already a pre-existing book that they used in this in the movie or they would have fabricated a book
1: yeah just... they just someone got their hands on the movie prop and they tried to copy the movie prop basically but yeah it's from the movie Beetlejuice actually my my oldest no my youngest daughter had never seen it and so the other day we watched it together and i was laughing about it and right when they opened that book for some reason i was like hey, I wonder if I can buy that book. So I went on Amazon and it was like you know, five bucks.
2: So. You can buy the uh, the diary from Indiana Jones. Like oh, the, really? The one with Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy that diary that they, they hold around in that movie. That's like, a the, book. the exact one
0: or like something? No, the,
2: the prop. It's like all the pages have been rewritten to make it look like, like it's, it's not just the cover and a bunch of blank, blank pages. like the whole book. You open it up and it's got all the drawings that are in the movie prop book.
1: Yeah. The one thing they did uh, put in there, or whatever um, it's called,
2: mm-hmm. something like that.
1: Oh, they Jeez. did. They so they have the best. They only put like the movie lines in here. So right here it says, if you basically, if you have problems in case of emergency, draw a door and knock three times. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. basically the whole. Point yeah, of the that's movie. right. Will I'm gonna buy <laughs> spend. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any more fake money. I gave it all away. I don't know where. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. I never mind. That was funny. For, for context, for people that don't know, everybody's making fun of me because I bought movie prop money. So it's fake money and they're making fun of me because I paid real money for yeah. the fake money.
0: Can so, we get back to something we talked about right in the beginning of the show by any chance? I yeah, can I get to, back to yeah. Yeah,
1: want well, you well, asked for about, permission for? Did you,
3: get, did you guys talk about Bill uh, and he's like turning the page on us? Like, I think, I guess, Adam Moore... What's the word I'm looking for? Like rubbed off on him
2: because he wants you know, to do like, like a voodoo doll. They're getting yeah, inside like my room brain pressures and... and I have been fighting it, but I'm yeah. losing He's losing okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know, Joe, because you disappeared to go do the unknown thing. I don't think we're going to talk about that. Hey. No. What What did you want to talk about Adam?
0: I was going to talk about your room pressurization. Oh, you, that's oh, yeah, yeah, uh, your bedroom. You bull freaking bill out of the water. Yeah. What Hold on. It? Let me go grab it's... my thing. Hold on. Oh, did you te- Did he test his? Yeah. What was it? Uh, I think he said his master was like fourteen pascals or something. What? Fourteen. Yeah. I don't know what Negative? that means,
2: but that sounds like oh, I should no. talk higher in a louder voice and be surprised. Yeah.
0: Wowzers. Is, is no error? I'm. I mean, I'm curious to see. So this is my next thing. The, I'm not Jerry Garcia. <laughs> all right. I'm not. Yeah. Joe's got no, COVID. He's,
2: he's Mexican.
0: He's the master, right? Jenry's the best of the best. But no, oh, he's actually Puerto Rican, isn't he, or something? Is he? He's I don't know.
1: Cuban. Cuban. Is
2: he Cuban? Yeah. Oh, my apologies, Jenry if you're
0: listening.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't find my. Ring the bell,
2: he says, <laughs> for that other
0: cone. So, so hey, uh, anyways, Chris, fourteen I, I, deserves my next, a bell. Uh, knowing what you said, it was what fourteen pascals, in your bedroom with the door closed uh running yeah.
1: your ac yeah running my ac with the bedroom it wasn't at point yeah it was 14 14 yeah. pascals 14 so pascals that means he, mm. yeah. there's no he has no like let's air i'm like over pressurizing the, the room there's an undercut yeah. in the door but we have carpet so the carpet goes basically Close there's no it? exit yeah problem. i got the
2: same thing there's uh so,
0: an
1: undercut yeah, in the we're room over pressurizing but... the room right so my next thought is
0: with the door closed and the ac running now me- measure the difference the the what the pressure is of the house with reference to outside with the door open and then close the door and see what happens to your house pressures. Oh, okay. Your door closed, right? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Say that again. So measure like turn on your AC. And I mean, you could try to baseline it, check the, the, the pressure of the house with to right, outside. Let's, let's not overcomplicate
2: it. Remember your audience isn't a bunch of airflow geniuses this time.
0: <laughs> Neither am I, you know, but all right, listen, you want to basically check the pressure of the house, check the pressure of the house, right? With nothing on and see yeah. what, it, see how close it is to being neutral, right? Then turn on the AC and see if anything changes. But so I'd be testing it like at my front door, with the uh, plus tube under the door. No, you want to you do it opposite then because you are you want to measure. what. Think of it this way. The plus on your DG8 is what you're measuring, right? Plus is what you're measuring. And minus yes. is with reference to. So you want to take your minus two yes. and put it outside because you and have your gauge inside the house. So you're measuring so that.
1: You'll need okay. to outside you'll need to get the tube without pinching it off very tightly underneath the door or use some sort of a device to get it through a door. So you can measure the outside pressure.
0: Yeah. And then, and then turn on your AC, see what changes and then close that door. I want to see what happens at Chris's house because he goes so positive in that room that I'm imagining that room starts to leak out and exfiltrate to the outside, making his house become negative.
1: Right. Well, and we mm-hmm. already know too that my house is negative because I have like four hundred CFMs of duck leakage too, or three hundred CFMs or something like that, too. So my house mm-hmm. goes negative when I run because I'm basically so you sucking can, air from the house blowing it outside.
2: You can overpressurize a room and that will leak out to the outdoors and that will make the rest of the house negative, eh?
0: Well, think of it, think of it this way. You have a certain amount of air in the house and pressure yeah. is like Temperature, pressure, and humidity are all the same. They wanna nature wants to balance them out, right? They don't want to have an imbalance. Because
2: as that pressure is leaving, something else has to come in and fill those gaps.
0: Yes. Right? Taking the pressure from the rest of the house and you're adding it to this room, you're making the the rest of the house negative. And then since that's negative, outside is neutral, outside has a higher pressure, the higher pressure wants to come in to the negative pressure. Mm -hmm. You're sucking all this hot air from outside into the main body of the
1: house. So Hamilton, in a perfect world, we do have a dedicated return to every room. But every piece of ductwork, especially at my house, that you put in the attic, you have more potential for air leaks. And it's also difficult sometimes to add ductwork to existing homes that didn't have it from the beginning. But in a perfect world, if we had a return in every room that's properly sized and a supply grill in every room that's properly sized, you know that would be better for sure. So we're going to start playing with
0: his... Uh, what his transfer grills are going to look like and what his, like, undercuts are going to look like and everything else. But, like, his hopes were to try to use the boots, that the existing boots that he has. Um, but I think what's going to end up happening, definitely in your master, you're going to have to do something. Like, something is going to have to change majorly. In your yeah,
1: master. we're going to have to increase the size. We're going to have to do some calculations to figure out what my, uh what my... um uh actual airflow is through my existing supply boots and what it potentially will be when we make it a transfer grill for sure now some things that we're going to do too though is is that i wanted to uh do undercuts on my door Or no we we have undercuts but i'm going to be getting rid of the carpet in my bedroom too eventually but that's not happening right now so we are going to get that one and a half inch undercut or whatever it is one inch undercut so that will add to it's minimal moisturization, but that's very spooky. y'all like
3: carpet in your rooms.
1: Y'all like carpet. I fucking stand it. I hate carpet in rooms. So yeah, just want yeah to I, I don't necessarily. Well, carpet's nice because when you walk on it, but I don't know. Dirty yeah, hardwood. 30. The problem I have hardwoods through 90% of my house. And the problem is, is now that I have dog a long haired hair. dog, yeah it's so freaking annoying dude. it's like You'd having carpeted it now
0: yeah but like think about it. if you have carpet, carpet. <laughs> the carpet. you're just you hiding it ignorance yeah. is bliss my friend he's like you can't see it yes yeah
2: <laughs> yeah 90 percent of my my house is carpet
0: we are gonna go to bill's house house yeah. michael oh, in the chat he's been you know commenting the whole time i'm curious to see how are you going to come? I think Christopher Hughes is going to come. We were talking to a couple others. We're going to do a video at Bill's house to try to figure out what's going on. What do we need to do to fix it? Yeah,
2: I think it would be kind of a cool video because it's, it's new construction and I have I don't think I have as drastic comfort issues as maybe like Chris is having, but I have noticeable comfort issues uh, upstairs. Like, for example, all through the day, I set my thermostat at 72, but before I go to bed, I adjust it down to 70 because if I don't, it gets uncomfortably warm and like muggy in the uh, in the bedroom. Oh, sorry. And um there we go. And um what was I saying now? Yeah, it gets warm and un- uncomfortably muggy in the bedroom there. But in the middle of the night, if I come downstairs, like to the first floor, dude, it's like freezing. It's it, yeah, I mean it's only seventy degrees, but it feels so cold down there compared to upstairs which I, I know it's probably uh, commonplace for the most part, but um, not to this level. I, I don't think it's, it's correct. So,
1: so when you, you know, you're going to have, I mean, a group of some of the best technicians and brilliant HVAC minds in your home. I bet you anything. You guys can probably run a dedicated internet line to your office too. While they're there. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, oh this—it's all airflow.
2: Like unless wow, we. Hey can guys, help me help me run this Chris. cat six to them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, "Can you do that with a blower door?" I'm like, "No, no, you." Use the you yeah, can't. That, that's or that's a what pipe. I was saying. Housh.
1: he's gonna have to move again.
2: <laughs>
1: no. Oh. No. oh, guys, are moving. I
2: mean, this isn't one of those two point conversations, is it?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well i think it's time we wrap this up guys yeah. oh this was yeah. a good show i'm sure we said some mean things we pissed off some people we were rude we were incorrect Wait. we were unfactual we were i got here not i assume professional. Professional. not professional um, like yeah, and guess be what better. we don't apologize for any of it because we're all dicks so. must
2: have been before i got here i don't remember yep. none of that probably so so bill do you want to uh do you have your uh, little spiel and i'm not going to be able to get through any of that Why? With-
1: why? What here let me if you were offended by anything on the show, send an email to curious at gmail.com. It's the his fault. He's opinions, the dick. He instigates. So,
2: show. There you go. Speaking of emails, yeah. Email yeah, probably opinions, not. Okay. Our sponsors. It, it, it First,
3: do you have the mr forty five field piece? Durky Durky. Yeah, how, how is it? It's good. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm planning on maybe getting it because I need another recovery tank. Yeah, the field planning. piece recovery machine, the mr forty five. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's good. It's lightweight. Um, it works good. I have not really ever had any problems with it. I had it what? one time, um, I think I even have it on video one time where you guys
2: making small talk over here.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Where I <laughs> we, at uh the door I of a restaurant a trying to get a power source and it mm-hmm. gave me an error message and said low voltage. So it protected itself.
0: Yeah. Nice. This is where we keep telling each other goodbye. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Oh,
2: by the way. Never mind.